0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And tonight, Monday night, 6 o'clock Central Time here, we have a game tonight, Monday Night Football. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Not much excitement for that game tonight, but we do have a pretty interesting show tonight. We're going to be kind of doing a sneak peek at the waiver wire report, but we also have a ton of injuries and just things to kind of review from the week 15 action. So this is basically a week 15 review type video. I'll answer questions in the chat room, whatever you guys need. Uh, but for the most part here, um, I'm just looking at the, uh, the the huge list of injuries that happened yesterday and from the past here. So we do have quite a bit. Uh, I did put the link in the description below for the waiver wire report, if you wanna check that out. And then we'll also pull up the opportunity report, which is also in the description below. But man, I guess just starting with the quarterback injuries, nothing too crazy here, but Derek Carr, we all saw him on Thursday night pull up with the groin injury. He's going to be questionable for week 16. I don't think people were using Derek Carr outside of Superflex leagues, uh, but he's not really a QB1 streamer for the most part there. So we might be taking a look at Marcus Mariota for Superflex leagues this week. Again, the Raiders will be playing the Dolphins, I believe, on Saturday afternoon. I I can't remember what time it is, but something like that. And then uh, Daniel Jones didn't play last night. He's probably leaning towards probable. You know, better on the questionable tag there. And he's dealing with ankle and hamstring injuries. We'll see if he can get in the game next week. But again, we're not really using Daniel Jones, Alex Smith, Nick Mullins. These guys are all more like quarterback twos and super flex leagues. So we don't really need to pay too much attention to them. But again, Daniel Jones, questionable Alex Smith with the calf injury. Yeah, actually, Dwayne Haskins gave... Everyone on the Redskins or the Washington football team value that we needed. So Terry McLaurin had a good game. Logan Thomas had a monster game as well as JD McKissick. So everybody, you know, basically was able to put up fantasy numbers with Dwayne Haskins. So we'll see if Alex Smith come back, comes back, but with Dwayne Haskins, I'm not too nervous about my, uh, my Washington football fantasy players there. And then Nick Mullins, he actually left the game at the end against Dallas with an elbow injury. They didn't give C.J. Beathard the last drive or two, maybe. So Nick Mullins is going to be definitely questionable throughout the week. So I'll watch his reports. But the bulk of this list is going to be looking at these wide receivers and these running backs, starting with Christian McCaffrey. If you've made it this far and you're in the championship with Christian McCaffrey, well done. I'd like to see some screenshots of your team. Because that, that is a, an incredible job well done. So if you were riding Mike Davis or James Robinson or something, I'd be curious to see how your roster was constructed to be without the best fantasy football player uh, in 2020 this year. So Christian McCaffrey, we'll see what he can do in practice this week. I'm, it's 50-50 if he's going to play. They are going to be playing against the Washington football team, so it is a tough matchup. So we'll see his practice reports uh, throughout the week here. Ezekiel Elliott didn't play yesterday with the calf injury. And he's probably going to be 50-50 for this one as well. And Tony Pollard looked great in re- in relief of Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm not really sure the Dallas Cowboys are going to be rushing to make sure Ezekiel Elliott gets on the field. They are still within uh, you know, distance of winning the, the NFC East. So I'm assuming they're going to try to make sure Elliott's ready to go on this one. But again, we'll have to watch his practice reports. Antonio Gibson questionable with the toe injury. I think it might be maybe one more week before we see him. But if you can get Antonio Gibson back in our fantasy lineups for the championship. That would be really nice to see. Josh Jacobs, he did have like a a minor knee thing going on. Just a tiny minor, uh, minor knee thing going on on Thursday night football. So he's gonna be probable for this week. He'll probably be limited throughout most of the week here. But Josh Jacobs, good matchup against Miami. We'll we'll see who the quarterback is, but the Raiders pretty dinged up on offense. We'll watch those reports. Cam Akers, uh, questionable with the ankle. He did hurt himself with the ankle midway through the game, but he was able to come back. So that's probably just going to be a limited practice participation throughout the week. And what's going on, Turner? Yeah, we got our fantasy basketball league tonight. Um, I'm excited to see because at 6 30, that's when the, the lobby opens and we can see the draft order. It's gonna be a random draft order, but it's the random one hour before the draft begins type thing. Um so yeah, very excited for the draft. And um uh, I don't know. I just I had another fantasy draft last night. I was pick two. I wouldn't mind getting pick one to get Giannis uh living in Milwaukee. I think that'd be kind of fun. But uh I don't know, just excited to see where we land and um oh man. 10 in a row in the quarterfinals. That's a bummer. Uh, the, the nice win streak, though. A double digit win streak in fantasy football is hard to come by. So, uh, but yeah, never a fun way to end the season here. Uh, so, what's going on, Sport Dog? Um, Antone on my roster. So, I wouldn't have enough. Antone. Um, so, third place. All right, we're going to help you get it. Who's who's? Uh, I could have used Antone? Is that Antonio Gibson, I'm assuming? Yeah. Uh, Gibson, and I don't know if you were able to get McKissick or, or anything in there, but the Washington football team actually looked, uh, not the greatest, but functional for fantasy enough with Dwayne Haskins. So we'll see if Gibson can go this week. I'm definitely watching his report. Uh, but yeah, just a ton of running backs here got dinged up over the week. We know Ronald Jones had the pinky surgery and also on the COVID list, and he's got a really fun matchup against Detroit this coming week. So we'll see if Ronald Jones can come back and help us in our lineups for the championship. Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, both going to be questionable throughout the week. Both guys got hurt mid, at midpoint through the game, and they both came back. So they're probably going to be pretty limited in practice. We're not going to see too much reports from I think, until Friday. Uh, also, James Robinson had a pretty nasty ankle sprain. He's doubtful for week 15, so or for week 16. So if you guys have been relying on James Robinson, we might have to look elsewhere. Uh, hopefully you picked up Tony Pollard or maybe somebody else off the waiver wire last week. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I doubt we see him at any point the next two weeks. I don't know if he played a week 17, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire has a hip, and he also has an ankle injury. And it sounds like the ankle one's a little bit more serious, so I should probably add that here in the description. But we're going to be without Clyde Edwards-Alaire the next two games, but most importantly, at least this weekend. And that's going to make us interested in Le'Veon Bell and maybe Darrell Williams. We'll probably uh, look at that a little bit more later tomorrow. Again, Raheem Mostert here. Miles Gaskin's going to come back, but he's also probably going to be sharing snaps with Salvin Ahmed now, who had a pretty good game, over 100 yards and two touchdowns against the Patriots. Jamal Williams, questionable with a thigh injury. This doesn't seem too serious. I think the reports I read from Green Bay seemed optimistic that this isn't going to hold him out for very long. But uh, this is actually good news if you are an Aaron Jones owner. We should be able to see... Uh, a pretty high workload for Aaron Jones against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday night football. You got Duke Johnson questionable with a neck injury. I'm not sure we're going to see him. This seems kind of serious and they got David Johnson. So if you have David Johnson, you really did like that. And then Damien Harris here questionable with the ankle, ankle injury. Sony Michelle was kind of the bell cow for them this week. So uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, yeah. The Keenan Allen thing was, was pretty frustrating for the most part. You know, he even like, pointed at a sideline reporter and said don't sit in this tonight so whatever happened with his hamstring injury kind of flared up and he just had limited snaps uh mostard man the thing that sucked about Mostert is he was looking really good and it felt like anytime he took the ball he could potentially um he could potentially take one to the house so Mostert, not a great fantasy day but he uh hopefully can help us in the future here i don't know what the ankle injury is going to be and then the 49ers defense against, against the Cowboys, it should have been a good play. I think it had a green 31 mark next to it too. Uh, and then Goddard and Rob and Robinson just had floor games. It was kind of unfortunate there. Um misspelled, I meant it would have been a difference who I started. Ah, okay. Um, so inceptivist number one, start Russ or Hertz. I think I got to go with Hertz. Um, Russell Wilson, the, the offense has just been kind of in a funk the last month, ever since all their running backs got healthy, and then now that we, we know, I mean, they're playing the LA Rams. The last time they played the Rams, it wasn't a high-scoring affair. Don, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, those guys kind of make me nervous, whereas Hurts, Jalen Hurts against the Cowboys, I think that's going to be a matchup that we're going to probably lean into uh, pretty heavily. He's probably going to be a consensus top five pick, or a, a consensus top five ranking amongst uh, quarterbacks this weekend, so I think just against, the, I mean, the, the, the 49ers were able to throw for three or four touchdowns against the Cowboys yesterday. So Jalen Hurts with those legs and what he can do with those receivers right now, I think we're going to probably be saying start Jalen Hurts uh, pretty much for every question this week. Um, so I kind of want to just look at the receivers real quick. There's a handful of top end ones dinged up. I don't know if Julio Jones is going to play. We'll monitor his hamstring. We know Michael Thomas ain't coming back for fantasy this year. He might even have to wait one game in the playoffs here. So the Saints might have to win a game in the playoffs without Michael Thomas. That's going to be super interesting to watch. Stefan Diggs, uh, probable with a foot injury. He actually had some pretty optimistic reports today. I don't think it's going to be anything too concerning, but we'll watch his injury reports all week. Keenan Allen with the hamstring injury. The Chargers are going to be playing against the Broncos. It's going to be a meaningless game for both teams. I'm not sure if they're going to feel the need to get him in the lineup, but we'll again check his his reports all week. Jalen Reger had a pretty bad ankle sprain. He's probably probably not going to play this weekend, but we'll see what he can do. That's going to affect the Jalen Hurts thing a little bit, but they have so many receivers there that they use that I don't think it's going to uh, cause me too much hesitation with Hurts. Kenny Galladay, we're assuming we're not seeing him again the rest of the year. Debo Samuel, He's got that really bad hamstring uh, strain here. He's probably not playing this week. And then Devontae Parker, questionable with the leg. He was a kind of a surprise and active yesterday. Uh, I would assume maybe next week they get him back in the lineup and uh, see what he can do against the Raiders. And because it's the Raiders, you're going to want to try to get Devontae Parker in your lineups for sure. So I'm definitely watching these Dolphins. And then I also have Jasicki down here with the shoulder. If I can get my Dolphins back in the lineup, I'm going to probably be – all in on the Tua, the Parker, the Jusecki, and we'll see about the running backs there too. It sounds like Michael Gallup had some positive news on his hip injury. He's going to be questionable for, for week 16, but I just I don't think people were using Michael Gallup for the most part in terms of fantasy this year. And then Henry Ruggs, he'll be back off the COVID list most likely. I think he needs to be activated by Wednesday to, in order to make the game, so we'll watch for that. Uh, we talked about Jusecki, Kyle Rudolph with the foot. He's going to be questionable for week 16. Uh, But if he's out, we're going to continue to like Irv Smith Jr. So that's something to keep an eye on if you do need tight ends. So a lot of injuries to monitor for sure. We'll have hopefully a little bit more information on some of these guys tomorrow. Uh, I do have a list here of guys eligible to return from IR, but I really don't know if we're going to be using any of these guys. Uh, Pretty sure Mixon's not coming back. Pretty sure Garoppolo. It sounded like Michael Perrine's going to come back for the Jets, but we're not going to start a Jets running back. John Brown, he's probable for Week 15. So if there's one player that you know interests us uh, for the Week 16 matchups, and you and you need someone to start off the waiver wire, it might be John Brown. We'll see his reports this weekend, but I'm pretty sure they activated him already. So he's leaning towards probable this week. Edelman, Preston Williams, Paris Campbell, not interested there. George Kittle is the one guy here too that maybe interests me. But because the 49ers lost, they've pretty much been eliminated from the playoffs. Who knows if they're going to rush him back out there. There's nothing to play for besides just getting him back in the groove and making sure he's uh, fully recovered here. So we might get a little pause button on George Kittle. And then we'll see about Greg Olson here. So not too much of the injury reports here that I like. But for the most part, really got to keep an eye on these running backs and these wide receivers. So if we do have questions on those guys, You guys can fire him away. As far as the injury report, I didn't get too far on it. I did rank all my quarterback one streaming options. You're going to see Jalen Hurts and Ryan Tannehill and Tua be my top three choices. These guys all have pretty good matchups. Tannehill's matchup's a little bit tough going up against Green Bay. I think that might be a pretty big Derrick Henry game. And this one kind of just feels like like a backyard brawl between uh, contrasting styles of offense here. So we'll see what Green Bay and the Tennessee Titans can do. Uh, A couple other guys here would interest me. Maybe Baker Mayfield with the plum matchup against the Jets. He's been on fire. Trubisky against Jacksonville. And then we'll see about some of these other guys that I have questions on. Uh, And then we also have some super flex dudes here. Uh, And then I really didn't get too far. Uh, I kind of want more information on the running backs tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but I do have a list of tight ends Logan Thomas, Tyler Higby. I think Tyler Higby is going to interest us because it sounds like Everett, Gerald Everett's recovering from a concussion. So we'll see Everett's reports throughout the week. But maybe you get Tyler Higby in a, a, a potential smash spot. If he's the lone tight end there, you're going to like Tyler Higby. So I like him quite a bit for a waiver wire tight end this week. Schultz, Smith, Kmet, Ebron, Cook. These guys are all kind of in the same tier. Uh, if you don't know what you're going to get, they have decent floors, uh, but really it depends on a touchdown from those guys. So we'll see what happens there. And then I did list out some defenses. So if you guys wanted to take a peek at the waiver wire report, that is available. Uh, but we'll have more on that tomorrow night. What's going on, Justin? Thanks for hanging out. We started Hertz and last second put in Tony. Awesome. That had to feel pretty good. Uh, man, yesterday was was like a, a, a roller coaster of, of emotions. I know that first, uh, basically that first half, I was not doing well in points. And then uh, we had some some boom in the second quarter or the, the third quarter of the noon games. But yeah, when Hertz came on the field, um, it took a little bit while. He had a zero, but man, all of a sudden Hertz was just putting up the numbers. Four touchdowns. And I, I, I was kicking myself the last three or four days because I actually benched Justin Herbert in a super flex league. And I was gonna use Taysom Hill. So the next day, you already feel like crap because you bench Justin Herbert. Then you get the hit with uh, Drew Brees' is starting. So and then I, I pivoted to Hurts, which actually turned out to be the better play. So Jalen Hurts, he's gonna be he's gonna be a league winner this week. Uh, I, I really feel good about Jalen Hurts against the Dallas Cowboys. We we saw we've seen the best spectrum for Jalen Hurts that you could have possibly imagined as far as him being a starting quarterback and kind of a dysfunctional offense at the moment right now he brought something to life that Carson Wentz could not so Jalen Hurts with his legs and the way he impressed us with his arm yesterday Jalen Hurts man he's going to win us some championships um so Inceptivist is asking start Andrews Hawkinson or Tunyon full PPR um man with, with with the way Hawkinson played yesterday I don't really like that um, Mar- it's, it's probably between Mark Andrews and Robert Tunyon in terms of, uh, opportunity. I'm going to like Mark Andrews the most here. So this is the, the week 15 opportunity report. I got this done earlier than I normally did. So you see Mark Andrews, he like, they didn't re- they were kind of just playing with the Jags, uh, Mark Andrews, 34 snaps, but five of five on his target, 66 yards and a touchdown, uh, Mark Andrews, if you currently look at what he's been doing. And the fact that they get the New York Giants uh, next Sunday, that's that's a pretty good matchup. I think they're going to limit the Giants there pretty easily. But all of a sudden, you see Mark Andrews have four, the four, four of his best games of the year all in a row here, and uh, 66 yards, a touchdown. And the, the main thing with, with Andrews here is back in week 10 when Nick Boyle got hurt, this is when all the targets and everything kind of opened up for Andrews. So he's had the last four games, he's had his four highest yardage outputs. He didn't have above 60 the whole season up until week 10. So Mark Andrews is technically uh, one of the hottest players for tight end, but then so was Robert Tunyon. Who's attached to Aaron Rodgers, which does feel pretty good. So I think for now, especially in a full PPR, where Tunyon doesn't get the targets here, Tunyon's very efficient with the few targets he gets. But I think for now, I'm going to rank these Andrews, Tunyon, and Hawkinson. And I, I just, I, I love my Baltimore pieces of Lamar Tunyon or Lamar Andrews and J.K. Dobbins right now. I think I'm going to lean into, I'm lean into Baltimore here. QB Hertz, RB. Um, is that Eckler and Taylor wide receiver Julio and AB tight end Andrews defense needs streamer for next week. And I got bass kicker. Um, all right. I, I, I think I'm good with, with bass on Monday night football against the Patriots. Uh, I think that game earlier this year too, was more a heavy kind of field goal game here. So I, I think I'm cool with holding on the kicker for bass on Monday night. I did have a list of some defenses here. I'm not sure who's going to be available. I kind of wide net it here. So I'm assuming the Ravens are owned, probably the Bears, maybe even the Saints. Maybe someone dropped Tampa Bay up against Detroit. We know Matt Stafford's kind of dinged up here. Uh, You could potentially add the Chiefs. I don't know if anyone let go of the Chiefs against Atlanta. Uh, Maybe the Miami Dolphins against the the Raiders here, especially if it's Mariota. That could be kind of messy. But the team to keep an eye on is going to be Buffalo. Buffalo's defense has been trending uh, pretty well the last couple games, and New England's offense has just, It's basically hit rock bottom at this point. Uh, No touchdowns yesterday, only four field goals. Cam Newton, not a lot of confidence there. I think if you had to choose one that might be available, maybe it's, it's these Buffalo Bills, Uh, Arizona maybe against San Francisco all the running backs are kind of dinged up there but I think the one if any of these guys are available I do I do like these teams a lot but I'm assuming most of the defenses are owned so maybe Buffalo Monday night against New England just lean into Buffalo I think that's probably a good play there Um, and then if you if you don't like that maybe Philadelphia against against Dallas here we don't really trust Dallas too much Uh, but I think Buffalo could be a pretty good team but um, yeah, I just, I'm not, not sure who's going to be. Oh, you you have bears D and the bills D excellent. Um, you got to go with the bears, right? You got I mean, I have them ranked second here. James Robinson's probably not playing. Uh, maybe that's just one that you don't overthink. And we're just going to start the bears. Obviously I like the bears pretty high here too, as my number two team. So definitely, definitely think I'm going to say bears here. Uh, inceptivist bench one, Brandon Ayuk, Bob Woods, Deontay Johnson, and Antonio Brown. Uh, I ain't benching Ayuk at all. Ayuk stays in the lineup. Um, probably gonna lean into Robert Woods, he's been super consistent all year. So, the two guys, Deontay Johnson and Antonio Brown, I think because of the matchup for Antonio Brown against Detroit next week is really good um let's um inceptivist let's let's evaluate this tonight if Deontay Johnson looks good tonight he might not be a a bad choice to keep in the lineup here so otherwise I mean it's the Bengals like all the Steelers like Claypool Johnson Juju even Ebron all of these receivers like they should have a good game here so I'm really watching Pittsburgh and basically Pittsburgh, if you're relying on any Steelers tonight, this is a stress test where if we don't see something from one of these these Steelers, you're gonna have a hard time trusting them next week against the Colts, right? And this is a plum matchup. They they should really be um, they should really be playing at their best against the Bengals here. So for now, I'm gonna say Ayukin Woods, those guys are clear in. Um, but right now, um, Antonio Brown against against the Lions, that sounds kind of fun. Uh, but let's let's evaluate Deontay Johnson tonight. If Deontay Johnson looks good, I'm going to say keep Deontay in the lineup because he's the primary target. Antonio Brown did have a nice day yesterday, but we'll see what happens in the Lions. So the way I see them ranked here, I'm probably going to lean as of at, as of this recording. I'm going to say we're going to start Deontay against the Colts. But if he struggles tonight, we'll 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 lean AB there. Um, yeah, Bears D and Bills. It's uh... Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I'm going to be – I am gonna. I really don't mind. I'm not going to give away any information uh, as far as when I'm picking. I'm just going to kind of uh, review the draft as it goes, and then when I'm actually up to pick, that's when I'll kind of make my commentary on my picks. But, uh, yeah, we're doing a live fantasy basketball mock draft tonight at 7.30 with a bunch of people here, turners in the draft, uh, a couple other the YouTube guys here that hang out, and then a couple of my own friends. So, uh, very exciting. I had a good basketball draft last night too. But uh, I don't know, a lot of fun things going on there. So uh, if you guys got more questions, you guys can keep firing, firing them away. I did kind of want to just, maybe we'll just quick look at the, the Roto World reports and see if anything, anything sticks out here. James Conner is inactive, so if, if you were holding out hope for Conner, that's not ideal. Hopefully you have Benny Snell or McFarland or Jalen Samuels or someone to plug in there. But no James Conner tonight, that's a new update there. Uh, we talked about Diggs. He's very optimistic that he's going to be okay. The Clyde Edwards-Alaire with the ankle and the hip. Uh, he's probably not playing the next two weeks. Uh, there was a couple in here that I saw. Um, this one was interesting. Edo Smith. They said Todd Gurley is – there's just some really weird quotes about Todd Gurley today. And basically Raheem Moore says, ito Smith is the lead runner right now. Now, Atlanta's gonna play Kansas City next week. I'll put Edo Smith on the waiver wire report. Am I trusting Edo Smith to win me a fantasy championship? Probably not. So this is this is more of if you really need somebody off the waiver wire and you've been you've been using you know junk at RB2 all season, maybe that's the guy for you. But interesting note here, he's gonna be the leading guy. And then just in terms of opportunity here, we'll click look. You know Smith forty eight percent snap share yesterday six attempts twenty four yards catches two of his three targets for nine yards so what is this a uh, uh, five point something day here in PPR leagues not the greatest uh, in a game that they could have had more points there um, so let me just see what's in the chat room uh, so Justin is a Jets fan and they won yesterday I'm very mad um yeah that's that was a very questionable <laughs> questionable decision there but. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think you should be more mad at the Rams for sucking <laughs> sort of just playing down to that opponent there and essentially costing you guys uh, Trevor Lawrence here, but I don't know. There's a lot of, lot of inf- info going on with the jets where who knows maybe they weren't thinking about Trevor Lawrence, but at this moment right now, Jacksonville, they just need to lose out and they're going to get the number one pick. The New York jets probably have to trade Sam Darnold away next year. Otherwise commit to Justin field. So Interesting offseason ahead here, but yeah, the Jets, the one thing Adam Gase had going for him was he was losing and tanking for Trevor. And then all of a sudden he, uh, he finds a way to even mess that up. So I get it very frustrating as a Jets fan. And I, I can't remember who's the, uh, who's the Jaguar fan in the chat, but I, I was thinking of them when uh, the Jags got the number one. Um, so Inceptivist is asking us to rate his starting lineup for the championship Hertz, That's uh, we'll give that an a Henry. We'll give that an a plus against Green Bay. That's great. J.D. McKissick. Assuming this is PPR, I'm going to give that a, a solid B plus. Ayuk. We'll give that. Uh, we'll give Ayuk an A minus. We'll give. We'll give Woods an A minus. And then the A B or Johnson situation. That's probably more of your B plus. Um, but again, we'll see what what Deontay does today. If Deontay returns back to normal, no drops, no nothing, puts up like seven eight catches, we're going to like Deontay Johnson next week against the Colts. Mark Anders, I think that's an A. Young Ho is the A plus plus kicker of the of the season so far. And then Ravens D against the Giants. That's the one right there. Uh, I think I had that number one on my report too, did I not? Um, Baltimore Ravens against the New York Giants. So both New York teams, the Jets and the Giants, are the, the they, they put up the, the fewest points per game. So uh, I should probably add the Cleveland Browns to this list because they play the Jets. I should actually, I'm going to update that and put the Cleveland Browns towards the top here. Uh, But the Browns and the Ravens playing against the New York teams, really good, really good opportunity for those defense. But inceptivist, man, this looks like a championship winning team. And then I get it. We're going to have to make a tough decision on Antonio Brown or Deontay Johnson. But I think I was able to help you enough with that. Uh, But, and if if McKissick keeps getting those targets, you almost want Dwayne Haskins in there because he was relying heavily on McKissick. Uh, but for the most part, man, this looks like a potential league winning lineup here. So good stuff. Uh, I mean, the Jets got a future superstar on Frank Gore. Yeah, the young Frank Gore. Uh, interesting to see. I don't know if they're going to bring Frank Gore back or who's going to want him. But uh, I'm, if anything, with the Jets winning yesterday, I, I, I felt happy for Frank Gore that he actually got uh, something out of his stay with the Jets here. Um, so I think the Jags can beat the Bears because of Mitch or the Colts resting week 17 versus the Jags yeah and then I was I was talking with a guy at my work today and he he was joking about the Jaguars because he took back in week one I forgot the Colts lost to the Jaguars opening day and uh, he's like yeah my first time doing a survivor pool and I took the Jaguar I took the Colts to win and that didn't end up too well so the, the Jags, like, last week was their first game where they weren't really competitive. So maybe against the Bears, uh, the Bears do some weird stuff sometimes. Uh, and then, yeah, I like your point there with the Colts. Potentially, um, essentially, the uh, Green Bay would have to win next week against the Titans. I don't, I don't know if the Colts are going to be resting their players. So that might be interesting. Uh, but we'll see what the Jaguars can do. Uh, hey, no problem. Thank you for your time, and thanks for hanging out. I appreciate everybody in the chat room tonight uh Kashif what's going on how you feel about Ridley versus the Chiefs defense and DK versus the Rams and PPR I might need to bench one of them Whew, that's going to be tough um Ridley was a monster yesterday just an absolute monster and Tampa Bay's defense has been kind of weaker of late towards the secondary uh and then with the Chiefs the Chiefs have one of the better defenses that limit PPR points to the wide receiver so let's just pull up the stats here And we'll see because I'm I'm also in the position where I have DK Metcalf. I'm not really in a position to bench him, but I'm nervous. Um, And then you see here the Chiefs number two against the wide receivers, thirty point two points per game for fantasy PPR. They've allowed thirteen touchdowns, you know, under uh, under nineteen hundred yards here. So if we click into this, I'm just curious to see each week these have been the best receivers going up against the the Chiefs here. So Sanders 11.6, Matt Collins 11.6. You do see a good run here though of four weeks where the number one receiver didn't have a problem. So 20.4, 20 for Evans, 20.8 for Nelson Aguilar, and then Curtis Samuel goes off for 26.8. So uh, just looking at this, the number one receivers technically do have pretty good days against the Chiefs. Uh, they were probably a little bit more stingier up top here, but Will Fuller, Keenan Allen, even Henry Ruggs, Stephon Diggs, uh, I would put, I would put, I would definitely put Calvin Ridley in this Wolf Fuller, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans. You know, he's, he's an elite wide receiver one. I'm feeling more comfortable with Calvin Ridley. I think right now in a game against the chiefs, I mean, they're going to have to put up points. Whereas this game with DK Metcalf and the Rams, man, I don't want to tell you to bench DK Metcalf, but if it's for Calvin Ridley, I suppose, I suppose we can do it. But then you see here, we just look at the chiefs number two, the Rams are the best team against the wide receivers here. So that makes me a little, little scary here. They've only allowed seven touchdowns to the receivers all year. Back in week, uh, what week was this when they played each other? Uh, back in week 10, DK Metcalf only two for 28, four targets here. Uh, the, the Seahawks were able to win, or the Rams were able to win 23-16. to 16. So this was not a great game for the Seattle Seahawks. Their offense looks kind of fishy right now. So I think just based on what I've said so far, And then if you look down here, this is what the number one receivers against the Rams have looked like so far. It looks like Debo had a good game. It's the only game over 20. Hopkins got his Godwin Lockett, uh, Robinson. You're not really seeing like big physical receivers. These guys are all kind of finesse players, you know, Lockett, Godwin, Samuel, even Hopkins. So that kind of goes against, uh, I think DK Metcalf a little bit. So I'm going to say Calvin Ridley here. Thank you for the question. And uh, of course, yeah. Good luck to you, Inceptivists, this week. We'll probably help you out throughout the week. Uh, how did the NFC East turn from a horrible division? Right, like just looking at it, it's it's like that one, um, it's like that one little video of the lady thinking like, mm, mm, maybe. Like it, it, actually looks, it actually looks like a like a solid group of teams here. And I don't believe anyone's been eliminated in the East yet. Even you know, Philadelphia is sitting down here what would they need to do? They would need Washington to lose, lose the rest of their games. So if Washington loses the next two weeks, Philadelphia wins the next two weeks, that could work. Uh, I do think the Cowboys Eagles game this week. I mean, that's probably going to eliminate some team here. So technically all the dogs in the fight still have a chance. And uh, I don't know. I think my money's on Washington though, just because they get Carolina and the Eagles, like they're in control here of their destiny. They just have to basically win one of these games uh, interesting, Ron Rivera against his former team. That's probably a little extra fuel for the the Washington football team as well. But uh, all of a sudden, not a horrible division. Um, not that not that terrible. And then next year too, when when Saquon Barkley, Dak Prescott, a full year, Jalen Hurts, we'll see what Washington can do. This this division next year might be pretty pretty dang fun to watch. What's going on, Aiden? Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we got bounced in two to seven leagues. The Rest we. Oh man. That's a bummer, man. That's a bummer. Yes, this was who I was thinking about. We were talking about the Jets earlier, and I knew I knew someone was a Jags fan, and it's Aiden here. So uh, I guess that's probably the most important W of all. A fantasy championship is nice, but Trevor Lawrence might be a gift that keeps on giving here. So I just can't believe. Um, even when the Jets went up like twenty to nothing or whatever, you're just thinking like it's they're coming back. There's enough time. Uh, but they found a way to mess it up here. So just super bizarre here. We'll see what happens in the NFL draft. Uh, but a lot of fun things going on in the NFL right now. I'm trying to think. Let's just take a peek at the week 16 schedule. Um, as far as like a YouTube schedule this week, I'm not sure what I'm doing because of the Christmas week. Um, probably not going to do anything. On, uh, we'll, we'll put out shows. We'll We'll figure it out as we go here. But a, a lot of fun. Uh weekend matchups here. We got a Friday Christmas Day game, 3 30 p.m. Central Time, Vikings, Saints. Saturday, three games all day long. Football all day long, guys. Tampa Bay at Detroit, the Niners at the Cardinals, the Dolphins at the Raiders. This isn't going to be the best day to watch football, but this, you know, Arizona, Kyler Murray Hopkins could be fun. People are going to need Tom Brady and probably some of the receivers. And then this Miami-Las Vegas game is going to be kind of a wild card game. So uh, pretty fun schedule here, uh, going into the Christmas Championship weekend here. Uh, I think the order for basketball draft is out. Uh, I'll take a peek at it uh, in a second here. I might just use my phone real quick. Uh, Steven P, thanks for hanging out, man. Let's uh, let's help you out here. So we need a we need a receiver and a flex. So he's got Brandon Ayuk, Corey Davis, Brandon Cooks. Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, Jonathan Taylor, Kenyon Drake could try for Pollard or Bell on waiver this week is for the championship. I normally would just flex Taylor, but it's Pitt. Okay, so yeah, I, I totally get the hesitation with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we need a receiver here. So as far as receivers, um, I mean, Brandon Ayuk is is definitely a guy that's going to be tough to bench. Let me just take a look and see. I'm curious if Ayuk has a game against. Let's just see if Brandon Ayuk has played the Arizona Cardinals yet this year. Just see what he did against them. Um, So he must have been out for one of those games. So he hasn't played the Arizona Cardinals yet this year. But I mean, at at the moment, you you see all these targets here. I can't actually zoom into it a little bit. Um, But. 13 targets last week, nine for 73 in the touchdown the week before 16 targets, nine targets, 14, 11. I think I'm going to probably fall into this target, this target train. Uh, We do like Corey Davis. We'd like uh, Claypool. We'll watch tonight. If Claypool blows up tonight, maybe we'll think about him. Uh, But for me, as far as the one receiver, it's going to be between Ayuk, DJ Moore, and Corey Davis. I'm probably just, going to roll with Ayuk because he's just been kind of locked in steady there at the receiver position for them and they don't really need um they do not really need uh it doesn't really matter if it's Mullins or Bethard. I think they don't really need anybody else to throw the ball to so it's all Ayuk there um and then Taylor Kenyon Drake Kenyon Drake got hurt we'll have to watch his reports and then with Pollard or Bell I'm assuming Ezekiel Elliott comes back for the Eagle game so it's probably going to be Le'Veon Bell Uh, being the guy that you're going to want to start there. But if you had to flex two guys, if you needed one receiver and a flex, I'm probably choosing two receivers in this situation. So we're going to say Ayuk. And then I think Corey Davis is fun, but the Packers are kind of pesky on defense right now. Um, So I'm probably going to say DJ Moore. But the three I'm thinking between Ayuk, Davis, and DJ Moore, I think that's going to be the group that I like there the most. And, yeah, I I thought Kittle might be back, but because they pretty much eliminated themselves from the playoffs yesterday – there's probably a chance where they just don't risk it. So we'll see about that, um, and then we'll kind of watch there. But Ayuk, DJ Moore, and Corey Davis, uh, if you want to do any of those two, I, I, I wouldn't uh, i wouldn't knock any of those two down there. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, the Christmas Day NBA slate is going to be pretty fun, and they got that going uh, at all times there. Uh, As a Packer fan, I'll probably watch the Vikings Saints game pretty closely and then just kind of follow some uh, some basketball on the side. Uh, But, yeah, Christmas Day is fun. There's going to be a lot of things going on. I got the first pick. Are you kidding me? I got the first pick. Oh, my God. Uh, I was just going to actually pull that up here and see what I can look at. But we're doing a a fantasy basketball league tonight. Uh, I'll do a live stream for the draft. But, dang, first pick. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm trying to open that up. Uh, Turner's got the fourth not a bad spot to be Uh, mean the fifth okay the ESPN projects so messed up on basketball Uh, the projections are pretty crazy Um, I I have custom uh, scoring settings that I've just been playing with the last few years Uh, ESPN just kind of updated their standard their standard um, settings too they're not the greatest um, but I kind of I have something kind of dialed in that makes sense to us so we'll go with some custom settings there what's up Bills Mafia uh, great game. Josh Allen on Sunday or Saturday. That was fun to watch. Helped me get to a fantasy championship, but we got, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, Julio on my bench. Any of them worth playing if, when they come back? Um, yeah, man. I mean, if you get CMC back, uh, he's in your lineup for sure. Um, there's a question if he's if, uh, the Panthers, man, what do they have to play for besides pride at the moment? Uh, a win against the, the Washington football team would only hurt their draft capital there and then with gibson you know the other side of that coin because washington's probably trending towards a playoff team it wouldn't surprise me if he gets maybe one more uh week of rest so and then julio jones too is like at the moment too the falcons are all um they're they're not interested in the playoffs but they do have a lot of fight so uh with julio against the chiefs that's a tougher matchup i'd probably i'd probably say mccaffrey plays you're getting mccaffrey in no matter what um and then with julio Uh, it really depends on who your options are. I think if I think it sounded like Julio was really close to playing in this one, so if you wanted to get Julio in there, I think I'd be okay with it. They're not going to risk him if he's playing, he's healthy. Um, so I'm going to rank them McCaffrey, Julio, and Gibson. And uh, yeah, if McCaffrey's in, man, I think I think you got to do it, especially week 16. He's uh, he's he's too good to potentially haunt our dreams on our bench there. Um, so I'm just kind of checking out the draft order real quick here. Um dang that's pretty crazy uh but yeah going on about 38 minutes here if you guys have any more questions keep firing them up um yeah rj barrett's um yeah rj barrett's gonna be a pretty good player this year expected to grow quite a bit uh, I kind of did go through all of the notes. I think that I had Michael Gallup again. We point. We touched on his hit pointer. If you guys have injury questions, I think tomorrow night's show is going to be much more waiver wire oriented. Um, this is all kind of just reports and stuff from yesterday. So there's really not too. Monday's a really slow news day. I think Tuesday is going to be the day where we get more stuff. Uh, if you guys are interested in any opportunity reports in terms of snap counts, this one was really interesting. The Cardinals, uh, Kenyon Drake actually came into this one healthy, and then he gets hurt so chase edmonds who came in unhealthy and then uh, and then kind of came in and and just took over the field there so 11 for 47 uh three catches 19 yards and the touchdown Kenyon drake was a disappointment um and then uh, bill's mafia is saying why is robbie anderson so bad now uh i don't know what it, i think it might have just been the tough matchup for green bay uh with green bay green bay kevin king Jair alexander kind of good physical corners for some reason dj moore Uh, D.J. Moore also went over 100 yards against the Packers last year. So when I was ranking these guys, I was actually a a little bit more optimistic about D.J. Moore. Uh, But I don't know. Green Bay's defense kind of does well against Robbie Anderson type mold receivers. Uh, So maybe this is just a blip in the radar against Washington. That's a tough matchup. We'll see what happens there. Uh, But for the most part, yeah, very disappointing day from, uh, from Robbie Anderson and Teddy Bridgewater with that stupid fumble at the goal line. Uh, but they gave Green Bay a run. The Panthers, they, the Panthers are a tough out. So even though it's Washington this week, I would expect uh, the, the the Panthers to play quite well there. Uh, and no love for the R.J. Barrett. I like Barrett for fantasy, like not a, a not a true uh, game changer, I think. But for fantasy, he can be pretty productive as like your worst player on your team. Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I typically. Draft for players I like better than other players, even if it's like a close, like we're splitting hairs here. These guys, you know, both probably top five players. I like to root for Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's a fun player, a really underrated shooter there, too. So uh, I probably like Carl Anthony Towns a little bit there. Uh, Aiden likes AD splitting hairs. AD is a fantastic player. Uh, but for me, I'm not a big Laker guy. So I go with uh, the small town Anthony Towns. Um. Um, yeah, yeah. If anyone dropped David Montgomery, that's bad process. You don't draft, you, you don't cut a guy who basically ever since Tariq Cohen got hurt, like week two or something like Montgomery has been dominating. He's been dominating the snap share here. He's getting, you know, upwards of 85 to 90 plus percent of the snap share. So it's not hard to see this coming, especially as the weather gets colder, they're going to continue to run the ball. And the big thing with Chicago's running game is, is it's not just Montgomery, but it's their offensive line that's gotten a lot better. And then the fact that they're using tight ends, Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham more, like Cole Komet's a better blocking tight end. And you see yesterday, 100% of the snaps. Um, so I think Cole Komet is a really sneaky guy there that's helping David Montgomery in the running game as well as the offensive line. So Chicago Bears, all of a sudden, man, we, we everyone thought that the, there was going to be some firing going on a couple weeks ago, but they are they're right there at the edge of the playoffs. Um, uh, so we risked it and started Jalen Hurts I'm Matt Ryan. I'm so. This was, uh, was this a uh, super flex league there for you, cinema? Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I, I kind of backed into Jalen Hurts. I benched, I stupidly benched Justin Herbert, but my quarterback options were Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and then Taysom Hill at the time. Um, so I was going to go with Taysom Hill, but, uh, luckily I backed out of that. So, um, <laughs> yes, I'm, uh, I'll definitely take Michael Kidd and girl, Chris, number one. Uh, I might take, I might, I'm crazy idea, but I might take Giannis on Tidakumpa. That might be uh, a little off the wall there, but I'm probably going to go with Giannis. (laughs) Um, I live in Milwaukee, so how do I not, um, how do I not take Giannis there? One of the the more fun players to root for, I think, uh, with his story. But uh, just kind of perusing through some of the opportunity snap. If you guys have any specific teams you guys want me to pull up, uh, I am open to hanging out uh, for the full hour here. We have another 18 minutes. Andrew Bauer in the chat room says, let's go Ebron. Andrew, Andrew's going to be for like for Turner. And I can't, I don't know if anyone else is in there, but Andrew's going to be in the draft for the basketball draft tonight. He's also needing, he needs 5.3 Eric Ebron points in PPR to face me in the championship next week. So we'll see if he can get it. Good luck, Andrew. Uh, I hope, uh, I hope you can get it and I'll see you over Christmas, man. Um, I'm going to punch you in the face next week. Um, Chicago Bears, but yeah, if you guys have any teams in specific that you guys want me to uh, to take a look at, we can pull that up. I did kind of want to point out some of the Browns stuff because their offense has been hot. Dante DiVincenzo. Dante's fun. Uh, he's, he's definitely one of those guys you can have towards the end of the bench that uh, that could be a pretty nice pick. And Dante, uh, before, the bu- before COVID crashed the entire league, you know, back in that one day in March, Dante was actually playing some really good football. And then the, I think the pause... And then he like the the bucks just couldn't get their mojo back in the bubble so the bubble really affected their momentum i think more than other teams but yeah dante di vincenzo a really fun third-year player that should be thrust into more opportunity this year uh but looking at the cleveland browns real quick i just kind of wanted to point some things out um so kareem hunt pretty disappointing day yesterday only 21 snaps 33 that's that's kind of down whereas I mean, when Nick Chubb first returned, it was still Kareem Hunt, but apparently this has gone full-blown Nick Chubb. Like when the Giants can't score more than six points, then they're going to run the ball. It's going to be all Nick Chubb all the time, 15 for 15, a touchdown, even a couple catches here for Nick Chubb. So that's really, really awesome. Uh, but Kareem Hunt, uh, the, the Browns are going to be going up against the Jets. You got to think these two guys are both going to get theirs. A little bit nervous playing the, the wide receivers here. If you're playing one receiver, it's going to be Landry. He, let, he paced the team in targets. So next week against the Jets, it's gonna be pretty fun. I think you're gonna to want to start your Browns, and then they really use the tight ends well a lot. They run uh, with Kevin Stefanski there in Cleveland. They run a lot of two tight end sets. It's kind of a mess for fantasy, but it's nice to see Hooper with five for forty-one and a touchdown. I'll probably put Hooper, Hooper on the on the waiver wire list there. Uh, but if you guys got any specific teams you guys want me to pull up, we can kind of quick look at them. Uh, and Tyler Huntley didn't look too bad. He actually, yeah, he held his own. He didn't. Um, one of my favorite ways of watching a rookie quarterback is that first drive or two is do they look overwhelmed? He seemed fine. I mean, there's no pressure, you know, being up 40 to 14. Uh, but he, uh, he looked, uh, he looked, he looked like he could hang. So, uh, kind of a fun, uh, he, he was their, their fourth quarterback on the practice squad pretty much all year. And then because RG three and trace McSurley got hurt, you see, uh, you see the, the, the fourth string quarterback, Tyler Hutton get some snaps there. Uh, I'll pull that up real quick. So for the Baltimore Ravens, we can look at the Ravens real quick. Uh, But again, yeah, Tyler Huntley, two for four, four carries, 18 yards. Uh, But J.K. Dobbins, guys, I don't want to get any more questions. Do I start J.K. Dobbins? Uh, He is a must start. Uh, Again, dominated the touches, 14 carries, 64 yards and a touchdown. Also one catch for 17 yards. And he's he's hovering you know right around 50% of the snaps they're gonna play the Giants this week again this is going to be a really a really nice spot for your Ravens Gus Edwards if you started Edwards he didn't come through with a touchdown but you can't really be mad especially if it's a if it's a standard or a PPR or whatever the fact that he accumulates uh, 78 total yards and gets two catches that's a decent floor game in and in a high yardage game for for uh, for Gus Edwards so kind of interesting there Um <laughs> Yeah, it's um, the Ravens. Yeah, they have a a type there, and they know that um, anything happens to Lamar, they're going to plug in the same style of offense. So I think that's a really smart uh, way of crafting their backup quarterbacks to essentially anything happens to Lamar, there's no philosophy change. You know, maybe it's a little bit more inexperienced at QB, but the Ravens have a pretty good uh, formula there for who their backup quarterbacks are. So uh, just looking at the Ravens here, they're going to be playing the Giants next weekend. So we're going to be all in on the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, probably top five quarterback option. J.K. Dobbins, fringe quarterback one. Gus Edwards, uh, if you need help at the running back two, Gus Edwards could be used as a low-end play, especially if Mark Ingram with the healthy scratch of Mark Ingram. uh, Maybe, I don't know what that's about. Like he only got one snap the week before here, so we'll watch for him. But J.K. Dobbins, you love what you're getting there. Marquise Brown the last month of football he's been turning it on six for 98 here it's a nice high volume day he didn't get a touchdown for the first time in like three weeks but uh, if you started Marquise Brown I think you probably left a happy happy customer in week 15 there so you see him kind of turning in the corner here uh, with the targets especially eight eight six and seven that's some really good consistency here still has uh, hasn't broke 100 yards since back in week one but you like what Uh, the offense is doing for Baltimore a lot of good stuff here and then we've hit on Mark Anders Um, if there's any Mark Anders or questions I'm going to say Mark Anders uh, for the most part here so Baltimore Ravens are going to help us win fantasy championships here I kind of want to just kind of keep rolling on down here kind of talked about the Bears I think as far as the Bears going up against Jacksonville Montgomery is going to be your guy for sure there and then yeah Fez Bryant (laughs) Fez Bryant gets the touchdown uh, that's kind of fun there. I don't. We're not going to trust Dez for for fantasy here. Maybe he has a good game against the Jaguars, but uh, the Ravens. I, I pretty much uh, talked about who I like there, and then I'm kind of just moving it down the list here with the Dallas Cowboys playing Philadelphia next week. And Michael Gallup has that hip injury. Not sure if he's going to play, but if Gallup is out, uh, Ceedee Lamb's going to be a guy that intrigues me. Ceedee Lamb was the best like receiver for them yesterday. Cooper and Gallup both kind of struggled. Uh, but for sure, CeeDee Lamb had a career-long catch, 45 yards, 5 for 85. He also ran a, a, a two, uh, an onside kickback for a touchdown here. So if Michael Gallup's out, that's going to make you interested in Cooper, CeeDee Lamb going up against Philadelphia. That's, a game, that's an elimination game for the NFC East. So hopefully uh, it'd be nice if, if you have Pollard. Of course, you're, you're wanting Zeke to sit here, but I'm assuming they're going to try to get him back. So interesting day for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, is Akers still good? Um, So he did, that whole team was, I don't know what it was. I haven't rewatched the game on, uh, on the condensed version yet, but they were just in a funk yesterday, but you still like the fact that acres comes out and gets the majority of the snaps and the touches here. And I mean, the other guys, Malcolm Brown, one carry Daryl Henderson, one carry, and then just one target each. So I still feel pretty safe about uh, him being the bell cow back and the Rams going up against the Seahawks. We just saw JD McKissick have a really wild day on the ground. Peyton Barber also ran for a touchdown there too. So there will be some pretty good opportunity. Um, (laughs) There will be some opportunity for Cam Akers against the Seahawks. So uh, Cam Akers is still good. He did leave that game for a little bit with an ankle injury. So that might've been bothering him, but we're going to watch his reports. I think Cam Akers is going to be fine Uh, going up against Seattle. He's still going to be a fringe running back one. And uh, I'm probably going to be recommending him because he's just even though he had he left for like a series with the ankle injury and the guy still ends up with uh, the majority of snaps, the touches and then more targets than the other backs here. So Cam Akers is still good. The Rams were just garbage yesterday. There's really no words for it. Cooper Cup didn't do anything, no targets. Bob Woods, though, had himself a day with that 40 yard carry and the touchdown there. (laughs) <laughs> Andrew I get to, get the first pick me too tonight Andrew's number two tonight interesting uh interesting so we do see a couple other things here on the the Rams list if you guys need tight end Tyler Higby's probably going to be intriguing me he he's going to probably be the lone tight end next week Gerald Everett uh left with a concussion uh we'll, we'll have to watch his reports all week here but I'm not assuming Everett's going to go Tyler Higby's probably going to be the guy for us um looks like josh gordon activated to play um that's something to intro we're not going to probably use him for for fantasy at all but it's definitely something that's going to be good for seattle going into the playoffs um they also had rashad penny back uh yesterday too so the seahawks adding a a really explosive running back in rashad penny and now also adding josh gordon here that's kind of fun penny only played six snaps but uh, typically in a first game back from a major injury like that, you're going to see a small snap count here. But it's good to see him come into the game and leave the game you know, with any, without any setbacks here. So the Seahawks have been doing a pretty heavy rotation of Lockett, Metcalf, and Moore. And then they like Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain actually had a touchdown called back. So we'll see if Josh Gordon can kind of get a few snaps in and start to work his way. They're also getting Greg Olson back. So Seattle getting healthier at the right time. Typically in the past, it's been kind of the opposite way here. So this offense, it's it's sleeping right now, but it could uh, could kind of waken waken up by the playoffs here. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Tampa Bay was interesting. Tom Brady was giving me a panic attack in the first half yesterday. Zero points for the Bucks in the first half against the Falcons. He only had like sixty yards or something at the first half. So it was it was a sweat sweated out kind of second half there but he comes through 390 yards two touchdowns Evans Godwin those guys belong in your lineups for sure even though Ed, uh, Godwin had a kind of a low target low reception low yards day he still gets a touchdown to fall through for us and Mike Evans man he he probably should have had two touchdowns yesterday the way he was playing I think he got tackled inside the five two times Antonio Brown uh coming out of nowhere for that long bomb touchdown five for 93 and a touchdown don't know if we're gonna trust him but it's a good matchup against Detroit he's not going to be on the field a lot under 50%. So it's kind of a risky play, but it is Detroit. So we'll see Rob Gronkowski still kind of inefficient with his target. So that's kind of, uh, um, it'll be a little bit struggling, but um, yeah, man, we'll see you. We'll see you in a half an hour or so. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out for the football show. We'll see you later Turner. Um, And then the Titans, what do we do with the Titans guys? Uh, If you had Derrick Henry, like, you know that he could have had probably a 40 burger in this one. Only 43 only forty-three snaps, 63% of the snap share. They used Evans and McNichols towards the back end of the game. They even got Darren, Darrington Evans the touchdown at the end there. So this could have been a much bigger day for Derrick Henry for sure. But Tannehill just gobbled up the goal line touchdowns there. That was kind of frustrating. McKissick um, available should I drop Akers for him? Um, is, is this PPR there, Bills Mafia? I, I would have a tough time dropping Cam Akers. Is there another player that you could potentially cut? but you're trying to start somebody this week, right? Like you want to, you're trying to start McKissick. So the problem with McKissick in this game, this game's an outlier here. Washington typically doesn't run 70 snaps per game. Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football team, they don't typically throw 55 times a game. So this is kind of an outlier game. Um, and it, it, it turned out really good for JD McKissick. Let me just kind of pull up what McKissick's been up to the last few games here, but he's, he's wildly, wildly unpredictable. Uh, especially if this is PPR sure he's hit double digits the last couple games here. So he's got a safe floor, but these targets, you know, sandwiched of nine, two and 10 could be anything here, but uh, I did like that. He's getting the carries here. So you like, you like that over Peyton Barber. Um, So you have Julio CMC and Gibson Um, and yes, PPR. Interesting. Hmm. So I think here's what we're going to do, Bill. Um, Tomorrow, because I'm assuming your waiver claims go in tomorrow night, you wake up on Wednesday and then you get your you get your new guys here. So um, I'm thinking tomorrow,' we'll, we're gonna wait and see what the reports are. I'm assuming no Antonio Gibson. So I think because you're you're swapping out Mckissick for Gibson, I think that's what I would lean to, towards doing. I just, I don't think Gibson's going to play. So if we get any news updates tomorrow, I, I do think Julio has a good chance of playing. I can see CMC wanting to play as well, but Gibson being a rookie running back off a, a pretty serious toe injury. I think Gibson's the one guy I think I would be willing to let go. Cause even if Gibson plays, you're not going to want, if, if he plays, you're you're probably not going to be too excited about it in his first game back from a toe injury with McKissick and Barber playing well. So um, I do think, uh, I think potentially I'm leaning Gibson and this one would be the guy to chop. Uh, and then let me just see here. My only receivers are Corey Davis and Anderson Whew! and Julio. So yeah, Julio would be nice, but for the moment, Corey Davis is, is kind of locked in, uh, to a really good situation in a game against green Bay where there's going to need to be points scored. And then Robbie Anderson, we'll see what he can do against Washington. But I think for the most part, uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, I'd be shocked if he has, you know, two duds in a row. Uh, but maybe, maybe, so tomorrow night, I don't know what you're doing tomorrow night, uh, Bill, but we can look at some waiver wire names tomorrow night. But Robbie Anderson, he's a he's wide receiver 17 in PPR. So uh, he's had a couple bummer games here, but for the most part, we should expect double digits here, even though it's a tough matchup. Uh, so Sport Dog, I couldn't believe the poor performance of Hawkinson and Cooks. I don't know if I should try for Higby or ride out the storm, 18 PPR. Um, I'm definitely going to be interested in Higby. If Gerald Everett's not playing, I'm I'm going to be pumping up Higby all week, and Hawkinson against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like we don't know if Stafford's playing. It kind of feels like a roll of the dice situation. Tampa Bay against the tight end, real quick, uh, and that that's what sucks. Like it, when when a guy underperforms that much, it, uh, it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth here. So Tampa Bay against the the tight end. Uh, Tampa Bay is not great. They've allowed eight touchdowns, 768 yards, about 14 and a half points per game. So on paper, it's a good matchup. Um, and then uh, I'm assuming, is that is that Jared Cook or Brandon Cooks? The, the S is making me think Jared Cooks. Um, Jared Cook or Brandon Cooks. But uh, we do see here Tampa Bay against the tight ends. They've allowed uh, three straight touchdowns against the tight ends here. So this might be something to fall into. Uh, I think I would, I think it, I think I'm going to hold on to Hawkinson. I wouldn't mind adding Higby for Jared Cook because uh, Cook's just inefficient. He's just very inefficient. Uh, the Saints against the Vikings, we'll see. Uh, but I think Higby's going to definitely interest me for sure this week. Rams, Deer, Texans next week versus Bengals. Um, probably got to go Texans. I think the Texans, uh, the Texans actually played quite well yesterday against the Colts. And... The Bengals, man, you I kind of want to target the Bengals. So if those are my two choices, uh, Mr. Sexy Surfer 69, uh, or if this, I don't know if that's a lady, uh, but we're going to go, I think I'm going to say the Texans right now, Rams D. It uh, doesn't feel, I don't really like playing against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, whereas I'm pretty sure the Texans are going to destroy the Cincinnati Bengals there. And yeah, we touched on those. So uh, we're going on about 58 minutes here. I got another minute or two for you guys. If you guys have any, any more final questions, uh, but again, tomorrow night I'll be going live same time as normal, six o'clock. We'll we'll strictly go over the waiver wire report. I did have the list of injuries here that I'm watching for tomorrow, and then I'm gonna fill out the rest of my my start or my waiver wire column. So strictly waiver wire stuff tomorrow. Come with your questions, whatever else you guys need. Otherwise, uh, I got a fantasy basketball mock uh, real draft. We're doing a real league draft tonight. I gotta get ready for that. That starts in a half an hour. So if you want to hang out. And uh, in mock draft, or I keep saying mock draft, if you want to do follow along with the real draft, come hang out with us in a half an hour. Uh, Looks like we got uh, all the questions answered in there today. So thank you guys for hanging out in the chat room. Uh, We'll see you guys in another video. Have a good night. Peace.